This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. the drive i'm dale lolly here with matt williamson and matt uh free agency right around the corner yeah um, when we come back on monday um hot and heavy it'll be hot and heavy the uh, we'll be into the legal tampering period that's which... so weird to me but uh, <laughs> side note yeah <laughs> legal tampering like nobody's talking now you yeah know, for sure um but uh yeah and pro days heating up this week we started yeah. to see uh, that that really start to kick off here and a lot of, course, of roster moves around the league. Too. Roster moves happening like crazy. Of course, yep. today the Steelers are bringing B.J. Finney in to kick the tires. They're expected to sign him, mm-hmm. uh, which would take uh, – again, it goes back to what we've always talked The Steelers like to have a potential start or a starter in place at every position when they go into the draft. Yes. So they don't They're have to draft somebody at yes. that spot. I think that's one of Kevin's biggest – strengths throughout this whole tenure is he he can put out a a serviceable team that you can compete with on the morning of the draft you know yeah. and, and therefore sure you have a draft plan as always but you don't have to do something yeah you know, that's how you make bad decisions with the signing uh, of Finney and assuming that gets done here mm-hmm. soon um then you're looking at left tackle and running back really is the only two spots that uh, there's not a starter. There's not a starter. Yeah. So, I think we agree on this. But do you see Finney as a starter? Yeah, I think you know if if you had to go into the season with B.J. Finney as your starter, maybe you draft one and not in the second round, or, mm-hmm. or you don't have to do that now. Um, you know, maybe you use a third or fourth round pick on a center. And developmental you know, guy, yeah, developmental guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe at some point during the season, that guy gets the mm-hmm. opportunity and, and, and passes Finney. If that happens, great. If not, they're eleven and two when BJ Finney starts. <laughs> right, he has a track record. I have mixed feelings on that. I mean, could they still add a quote starter that's a little bit bigger money and Finney's sure. your swing guy? You yeah, know, I think that's still a possibility. Or certainly, but to our original point, Landon Dickerson happens to fall. Boom! You grab him, and right. Finney's your fourth guy. You or know you, I mean? you know, Quinn Miners is there in the fourth round, or yeah, something right, like that. Right. You know, I mean, he's a perfect example that might not start. Or, you know, week one, maybe you go get does. Green from Illinois, and you say, "Okay, we want you to do nothing but work at center. Mm-hmm. We plan on you being our future center." And yeah, we know you can play it. guard. That's the easy part. Mm-hmm. We want you to. We want you to be a center here, and learn that position. And now you're the swing guy, and maybe eventually you replace. Yeah. Finney at some point. So I mean, I don't think Finney's the entire answer to the pro- to the puzzle. No, you no, know, it's not going to be Finney and Haas as their only two centers on opening. Absolutely day. not. That that's not going to be the case. And that you know, to me, I mean, this is just a no brainer signing. Right. This like, is just an easy one. Yeah. It's, he's familiar. Um, he enjoyed being here. You liked having him here. And he plays all three positions. You love having that swing guy, no matter what. I mean, he was valuable in that capacity when Pouncey was 100 percent healthy. So yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, knows the system. I mean, you're not you're not reinventing the wheel here. You're right, you're right. I mean, and I don't care that things didn't work out with him in C- in Seattle, mm-hmm. and there were extenuating circumstances yeah, in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get traded for it mid season, and then you know 
three weeks after he got traded for, he, he gets COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't going to play. You know, that that's – Yeah, I don't know if anybody realized that part of it, you know, because – uh, you know, I've already been asked, is he still the same player that when he left? I think the answer is yes. I mean, I it's haven't year studied ago. ever since. It's only a year ago. <laughs> he got $4 million a year last year in free agency. He right. suddenly become a bad player. And that's actually was the crime here. I mean, the thing that why he became available is Seattle gave him too much money. You know, he became yeah. a cap casualty because, as often happens in free agency, somebody overpays for somebody, and you realize you'd rather have the cap space than the player. Well, they and they traded him for Carlos Dunlap. Then, then, exactly. Yeah. They, they, it's not like they just, you know, Seattle said, ah, we're going to get rid of this guy because we don't want him and mm-hmm. we'll take a seventh-round pick next year. Right, right, right. They were trading for Carlos Dunlap. For Carlos Dunlap, who we're trying to win now with at a need position. And Cincinnati looked at Finney as an asset. It wasn't a throw-in or something. Right. They valued him at that point. Then he gets COVID and he gets out of shape and all these things too that I don't think exactly are his fault. Yeah. So, you know? so no, you know, it's an easy pickup to me. Yeah. Uh, he's familiar with the system. He's familiar working next to David DeCastro. Sure. Uh, there's a lot to, to like about that. Um, he certainly the, fits in. Yeah. The Lions finally cut Jesse James as well. Yeah. And I don't know if the Steelers go down that road, but certainly he would be a guy that would, that would, would fit into what they need. Right, um, right. I think he's one of eight to ten tight ends that yeah. would fit the bill, but he's the one that's most familiar, obviously, from around here. Maybe you get him a little cheaper. Who knows? Yeah, I do think, and maybe this would apply to James if they called him right now. People would be smart that get cut to take deals while they can now before yeah. free agency hits. Yeah. You know, like we're seeing a lot of these guys, Mark Ingram, a lot of these guys signed that got cut. I would take the first offer I get almost. Yeah, don't you know wait. Don't I mean? wait because the longer you wait, the, the less the money is going to be. Yeah, and maybe you just you're at least guaranteeing yourself a spot. Oh, I got a spot to I work. Know who my team is because this is going to be a big musical chairs week. The next two, two, three weeks is going to be. And if you miss out a little, then all of a sudden teams are like, well, we only have $3 million in cap. We'll give you a league minimum. Yeah, you know? the guys who are really going to be up against it are the guys who get cut. After free agency or after the draft, absolutely. Um, you know that's where you, that's why Ray Ray McLeod signed the deal that he did. Ray Ray McLeod <laughs> exactly could like the Steelers weren't going to pick up his restricted free agent contract. They weren't going to okay. pay him two point nine million dollars. No, sure, sure, or two point one if they just you know put the low end tender on him. But so he would have been a free agent. He would have been a free agent starting he next week. A restricted, you don't have to pick up. You right, can just say you're off on your own. Best of luck. Um. You know, but he doesn't want to be in that there, position. He was in that position last year and didn't get signed. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. And he's not noticeably better all of a sudden. Right. He, I mean, yeah, he's got more tape now. Mm-hmm. And he did a nice job at times returning the, you know, in returns sure. and stuff last and year. It might be a suitor, but that's not any team's top priority. Yeah, You're finding down a the list. Hey, we, hey, we need to get a kick returner. Right. Well, you can do that in the draft. We'll get a six-round pick. Yeah. Right. And there's a million receivers in this draft, and he's not a special – route runner or anything like that either. I mean, he is what he is, and he's yeah. useful, but, um, you know, I'm sure Matt Canada is excited to work with him, and he's going to be the returner here most Gives you an again. option there, at it least. Gives you an option, yeah. right. And, again, I think that's a smart move. So if I am Jesse James, maybe I'm calling the Steelers, saying, I'd love to come home. Let's knock this out. I'll make it, a, you know, right up your alley. I just want to find a home before free agency starts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that would be smart. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, we're getting closer and closer um, I don't know if the Lions did him any favors by releasing him today or last yesterday, I should say. True. If you're going to cut him, cut him, you know, th- two weeks ago. You wonder, did his agent know this was coming all along? I mean, it, it's not a hard one to figure out after drafting Hawkinson, a new staff, over another one you 
you overpaid for him to, in square yeah. one to begin with, you know. But I'd be interested. Uh, we're seeing some other stuff happening and happening around the league. The Patriots re-signed Cam Newton. It's curious. Surprise me. Yeah, he was terrible last year. I don't know that he is terrible, but he was terrible last year. He some was terrible guys, with the with the receivers that they did not have. The worst, and they haven't gotten better the there. League. I assume they they're not gonna get worse. <laughs> I, I mean, the worst group of pass catchers in the league. But boy, he missed a lot of throws. He came out after having COVID and said that really affected me, and I kind of brushed it off, like that's nah, an excuse for being terrible. But maybe it really affected him. I, I mean, I don't know. They were close with him. They know that's fine. But he started off. He was bad before that. Yeah, he started yeah. off okay. Like the first yes. couple, first couple weeks, he oh hey look, Cam Newton looks better. Mm-hmm. It got worse as the season went on. Much. So if if it was a COVID effect. You would have thought that would have gone the other way. He would have started off slowly and gotten better as the season went on, not the other well, way around. I thought around. he got it like midway through the season. I thought he was no, he was like past. three weeks into the season. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I am not making excuses for him because he was bad. But I would think, sort of, in, well, not like in a Steeler sort of way. But I mean, when I read that, I thought, are they done? Are they going to get somebody else? Are they? going to live with Cam. See, everything I've read is that this does not take them out of the quarterback market. I still think they draft one. See, I think that would be the plan, too. Yeah. That's the conclusion I came to, is you go with Cam with intention of trying to get Lance or Fields or another athletic I think they looked at what was on the market mm-hmm. right now, or what's going to be on the market, and said, these guys aren't better than Cam. Do I want to give up a second-round pick for Jimmy? Yeah. You know, or... Sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. Or, right, you know, right, 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 right. No, we know this guy. He can hold down the fort for us. We think he's better than he showed. Apparently, the personality fit was good. You know, him and the team got along really well. And I think it's pretty clear that they want an athlete there now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they got to get better around him. I mean, yeah. we, when we had that Mike, give him much the Mike Leach uh, chart last week, they were Ooh. 30th in, in receivers, talent. And, and, yeah, yeah. yeah no, across the board. Team, whole team. The offensive line looks like it's fine, but they probably won't do anything at running back. But Does it? Because they're getting rid of the center and, and guard. I mean, Well, they, they traded for Brown, and Cannon comes back from uh, okay. COVID. And, or from What's he going to look like? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tooney's going to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know that that's necessarily making them better on the offensive yeah. line. Yeah. I thought the line was fine, though, last year. I bet they'll—I'm not real worried about their line. Uh, their skill positions are awful. Just terrible. Yeah. Maybe really the worst bad. in the league. I think they are the worst in the league, yeah. Yeah. yeah really bad. Um, the North uh, – well, a lot of people yesterday, Mike Tomlin, uh, Kevin Colbert, and Matt Canada were at the Clemson mm-hmm. Pro Day. Uh, of course, uh, you know, we saw Travis Etienne work out. Yeah, well, uh, it's uh, He was like, one of them. They had Carmen, the left tackle. He uh, actually had a back issue, so he did not. Yeah, he had but he was surgery, there. But they, he was there, of course. Yeah. And they have two receivers of interest. Rodgers is the most notable one. I'm sure the Steelers are interested in all those guys. Yeah, the, the workouts, um, Carmen came in at 6'4 and 7'8. So just That's a, just a shade, under, yeah, shade under 6'5. Yeah, shade under 6'5. Short for tackle. Yeah, 317. Um, so he's big enough. He's big enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ATN came in at 5'10, 215. A little bit bigger than what everybody thought he was. The report I got about that from people that were there said most people thought he played around 205 and that he would run under clearly under a 4-4 flat at that weight. 
he chose to add 10 pounds of muscle and still ran basically a 4-4 flat or 4-4-1. Yeah, he, they t- the, the Clemson official, their their timings had him at 4-4-1 and 4-4-3. Okay. That's okay. plenty fast enough. I mean, he's fast, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's fast. No, no question about it. More importantly, his his uh, his cones, uh, his, his splits on those were 1-5-6 and 2-5-3. Hmm, okay. If you look at Amari Rogers, who's similar size, yeah, wide, he's a the wide receiver, receiver, right? His were one six seven and two six six. Okay. So he corners well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. he. I, I do think there's a misconception about ATN that he's just a straight line burner. Yeah. He does change directions well. He breaks down space, corners well. Uh, I think it's a good move for him. I mean, one thing I wanted to mention though, just because those three from the Steelers organization were there. Doesn't mean he's tops on their board or they're going to take no. him or trade up for him or, you know. There's a lot to be had at a pro day. It's the Clemson pro day. It's the Clemson pro day. Yeah. And one thing that's really missed from the, the scouting year is you don't talk to other scouts. There's no th- – those are like – Sewing circles of gossip at pro days. You know, everyone's. Yeah. This is one of those situations where, if and... you look at who Clemson played last year mm-hmm. as well, uh, because they, they uh, there was a report out there where Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert were talking a lot with Dabo Sweeney. Okay, I bet. Dabo, who's the best player you played against last year? Sure, what would you think things. of this guy? Right, right. You know, absolutely. I mean, that, there's so much to be had with that. Just. Sitting there, you know, chewing the fat, chatting with people. I mean, going to a restaurant after or whatever, you know, that just was missing this year. Or even the area scouts, they can pretend like they're opposing with the other teams. But when they're in the same area and there's no one else to talk to and you sit there, West Virginia, for the day, you're going to get to be buddies with some of these guys. Hey, yeah. let's go get a beer afterwards or whatever. You know, I, I and again, that's tomorrow, that's where right? you get the, hey, who was the best guy you played against? It? Like, or, or, yeah. Who couldn't you block? Or, or, or I mean, I'm just yeah. even talking about two scouts from from – Different teams, the yeah. Eagles and Steelers, and right. chatting, going, I don't know about this linebacker from LSU. Yeah, I'm having the same problem. Watch the Clemson game; it'll help you. You know, I mean, those right. type of things. Like, not all that was missing this year, and that's, that's important stuff. Now, uh, ATN only had a vertical jump of 33 and a half inches. Mm. Is that concerning at all? Slightly. That surprised me. It's the first I've heard that. Yeah. I would have guessed he would have been a 38er. Yeah, you'd like to see 36 or above. Because mm-hmm. he is an explosive yeah. guy. I mean, that's, now, that's but he had 10-8 on the, on the broad jump, which is pretty, pretty good. Far. Yeah. Pretty far. I mean, he did add 10 pounds of muscle. I mean, it's more more to get off the ground. But that's surprising me. I bet he's not happy with that. No. Um, Cornell Powell, one of their other receivers, was 36 and a half and, and did a 10-8 on the did broad he? jump. I don't know um, how much you know about him, but I've done a little, little uh, on him lately. He's a big, pretty-looking, yeah. big body. He's, he's, he came in at six foot two oh four. Okay, I guess he's also a very good special teamer, gunner, tough guy. Yeah. You know, didn't have as easy a path as T. Higgins and some of the people in front right. of him. You Again, know. you kind of get buried a little bit there. Heck yeah. Um, right. I also read that some teams wanted to see uh, Amari Rogers work out as a running back. I've heard that too. I, he's, I, I mean, he's, he's got this. He's, he came in at five nine and, and uh, four eighths, so or five nine, so five nine four, mm-hmm. so a half or whatever. Yeah, and two hundred twelve pounds. So he's got the running back physique. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really not much different than ATM, like you mentioned. Right. Yeah. Walking in the room, but um, it's different. You know, he just he ran a four five one. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I guess you can hand him the ball. He ha- he has some Debo Samuel like yeah. qualities. I mean, I'm sure. 
the Matt Canada's of the world look at him and say, I'll give it to him on a jet sweep or right. line him up. You know, That's the thing, you know, like just because Canada, and the, you know, and, and Colbert and Tomlin were there. Well, Jackson Carmen's a day two pick. Well, they're all offensive guys we're talking Amari about. Amari Rogers right. is, is a, you know, third or fourth round pick. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, he, he can learn a lot about these guys. Yeah, right. ATN is there. That's fine. He's, sure. He's a first round pick, but there's other guys. Well, you're only allowed to put three from your organization there. Right. Why take the defensive coordinator? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're all offensive guys we're talking about. Yeah, right. And it's Clemson. It's the biggest, one of the three or four biggest programs in the in the nation. I bet Kevin and Coach Tomlin are going to be at Alabama's too. And Ohio I'd States. be willing to bet. Yeah, yeah, and Notre Dame's, and you know, like I mean, all the big ones. Now, if they if, if they would happen to show up like today is North North Dakota State's pro day. That's a little. More, if they show up there, that's a little different. That's they've a got different. two guys. They have two guys and. Sure, you'd love to have either one of those guys, but you can only be so many places. You prioritize yeah. where you need to be. But you're going to go to Clemson. You know what, folks? They're going to be at Clemson's next year, too. Yep. I don't even know who's coming out. No idea. Be at Clemson's. But they'll be there. They'll be at Alabama. They'll be at <laughs> yeah. Ohio State. Yes. Maybe absolutely. Michigan. No no question. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe they do like ATN more than Williams or Harris, and that I would understand be, that. If but, that were the case, that would be a bit of a step outside of the norm. Stan Saverin was just asking me that. You know, like – do you think Matt Canada really likes ATN? I'm like, yes. I mean, maybe yeah. that would be Canada's vote. I mean, I can see him on jet motions and things like that. And he's a weapon and he's explosive. But the Rooney's still own the team. You still play in the AFC North. The weather is what it is. You're going to have a defense. You're going to hopefully play with leads and close people out in four-minute drills. Big backs are... Yeah, he's not that guy. He's not that guy. I mean, he's a really good player. He's just not that guy, you know. And uh, the track record before Matt Canada ever showed up is pretty strong of big physical backs around here. Yeah, you know. I, mean, I don't I mean, think that's gonna. That's you know, when they had Willie Parker, um, a they didn't draft him, and they got locked into him. Here, do you want right. Willie Parker for free? Yeah, right. Right, we'll take him. Sure. And they, you know, early in his career, they had. You know, Willie Parker would run the ball, and Jerome Bettis would close it out. Yeah, right, right, or, right. You know, they Pretty had some, age, they right, had yeah. somebody else there to work with him. Now, maybe, maybe this shows that they, uh, you know, if they would happen to draft Travis Etienne, well, uh, well that would be an alarm bell for me. They feel, they feel better about Benny Snell than we do. Then, as a closer, yeah, or yes, that's a good point. That's actually what I told Stan too. Is like, unless if I felt better about Snell, sure, nice compliment to that, or. If they have a free agent on the hook, that's a bigger back, right? Yeah, or they think Connor can be healthy from now on. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, funny, you know, but you know, something like that. But you can't stand alone and say ATN's going to be your your bell cow. Yeah, because the other thing that he doesn't do well that the other two guys do is pass protection. It's, it's pass protection, right? Yeah, and, and that's going to that's going to be an issue for him. It's funny. I keep going about the stand conversation. He said, "Well, he's kind of short. Does that worry you?" And I said. I haven't. I don't know if he protects well or not. I know the other two do, and Williams is great at it. But short guys have a tough time in protection. Yeah, you know, short backs are fine. There's a lot of successful yeah. short backs, but he's the same on. height as Javante Williams. We'll see what the uh, Javante Williams comes in at. But they mm-hmm. listed him at five ten. Javante Williams punishes people. Loves it in pass protection. Yeah, he loves it. I mean, he's so good at. It. I'm actually writing an article about him and Carter right now, and I hadn't co- totally realized this till you really dig in. Carter got put on the bench. On receiving downs yeah. for that reason. And he's because like the best receiving back in the trap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it says a lot about Williams. Yeah. I mean, because of protection. And Williams is a very capable receiver, too. But he took over the passing down duties as the season went on. 
For Michael Carter. Yeah, I mean, because he punished people. Right. On, like, you could find tape of him just pass protecting. Right, right, right. And right. just and it's burying great. guys. I think he's the best one to draft at it. He might be the best one I've seen doing it in a couple of years. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. No doubt about it. Uh, real quick about Rodgers, too. He He's interesting for the Steelers, too, to me. The Clemson kid. Yeah. I think he's a slot. I don't think yeah, he's an I outside so. the numbers guy. But he's physical, and he has some juju to him. I mean, good after the catch, too. Has some drops here and there, but he's a – I mean, they could be look considering ETN in the first round. They could be considering Carmen in the second. They could be considering Rodgers in the third. Yeah. Or if any of them falls around later than that, they could be Steelers. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, again, I'll, I'll mention this. I uh, mentioned it before, uh, but Rodgers' father is T. Higgins. T- T. Martin. Or T. Martin, I yeah, should yeah, say. Yeah. T. Martin. Right. T. T. Higgins would really be something. Uh, T. <laughs> and, T. Uh, T. Martin. So there, there is a Steeler, you know. Oh, there's a connection. There's a connection yeah. there that, uh, you know, maybe you look at as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, just because they show up at one of these big schools like this, that's where, where you're, you're going to go. Where do you expect yeah. them to go? You're right. going to go to LSU. You're going to go to, you know. Yeah, they're going to be at Ohio State, too. Places where they have 10 prospects. Yeah. And, and, not, and not just for this year, but next year. Like, and, you could be sitting there talking to Dabo Sweeney and say, who you got next year? Oh, right. You know. Right. And you're talking to your buddies around the league in person, and they're telling you stuff. Hey, we don't need a quarterback, but you should look at this guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're still people. I mean, it's not like we everyone secrets and don't tell anyone anything. Even <laughs> I mean, the Browns and Steelers might not trade stuff, but, you know. Yeah, so uh, don't get too caught up in that. Um, no. Yes, it, it is important to know where they show up at, but it's not the, well, they're, they're automatically going to draft Travis Etienne no matter what. No. No, right, that's exactly not the that. case. Right, without question. I'm interested where they send Canada, and I don't know if we'll get all that information, you know, but it'll be probably to Bama, probably to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, know? right, I mean, sure. those kind of places. Without you know, question. Maybe they, don't have to, they probably don't have to send him to Maryland. Maybe he wants to go to Maryland, though. Mm-hmm. You know, places like that where he's been. Sure, and he um, knows people. Yeah, he can pull up someone aside and ask him. But uh, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. We'll continue to watch this as the pro days continue to, to tick off here. I did see Trey Lance uh, his measurements. He's not running today. Which, He's not running today, which is kind of disappointing. His hands came, I think, nine and a quarter inch hands. Wow, I expected him to have big hands. Just yeah. watching him on tape, big strong hands. That's a little small. Yeah, but he has played in the. I mean, he played he in cold weather. weather. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, I had a good conversation on my podcast today about him not running the 40 because some people made a stink about it. I think Brian Baldinger came out and you should compete. We know he's fast. Right. I mean, he's he's a, a good runner for quarterback. What we, we know don't it. know is how fast he is because a lot of the guys that he was playing against were not nearly sure, as, as sure. good athletes as he is. Like, is he Clemson, Alabama fast? Is he, mm-hmm. you know, North Dakota State fast? But if I were him... And, that, and folks, Lamar Jackson didn't, he didn't run, run. Yeah. either. Like I bet Lamar. But I knew running. Lamar was fast because you watched him in Louisville. You right, watched right. him compete against those bigger schools, and they couldn't catch him. And I bet Lamar actually had a worry. Like if I run a four three, someone's gonna make me a damn receiver. <laughs> well, that was his concern. <laughs> right. right. I, that was I, that I was his concern. Well. Yeah. Um, I don't think Lance has that issue. But if I were Lance or Lance's agent, and this is probably true anyways, I would tell every team I didn't run a forty because I was not wasting a minute of my day to work on my start. I'm working on my drops and my quarterback yeah. stuff, you know. Like, but even at that, if he goes out and runs a four six, fine. Is, is anybody going to be upset? No, no, it's plenty faster for a quarterback. Don't run a four eight because we think you're fat. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't spend any time in my forty if I were him. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, you know, this information is going to continue to trickle out here over the and it's official. The Steelers have signed B.J. Finney. So we oh, can, good. We can. I go think it's a great signing. That. Absolutely. I mean, it costs you. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
cost you very little to do it, and why not? Yeah. If Jesse James is next, great. I, I think that'd be fine. But this one makes more sense to me and will help you absolutely. more. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, that's going to do it for this segment. Uh, so for uh, for Matt, for Jacob Breck here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, in this segment, I, I wanted to get into a piece that uh, our friend uh, Cynthia Freeland wrote for yeah. NFL.com. And it's a analytics-based player team fits. Hmm, interesting. And she breaks this down with her computer formulas um, with how many wins, and I say, or I should say how many how many. A win. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, there's not going to be five, six more right. wins. Nobody's you know, adding right. that to their by team. But, Finney or whatever, right. Yeah, but she, she measures this out by how many, how much did that player helps a certain team. Mm-hmm. She puts all the free agents into her computer program. Okay. This it, is how much it, value they have. It, it spits it out for basis. per, per yeah. team. Yeah. So her top guy, okay. according to what she, what she came up with, was the Jets signing Aaron Jones. Wow. Would I give, mean, a lot of people say running backs don't matter and right. all that, you know. Aaron Jones for the Jets would add 1.48 wins. I mean, it, I think uh, I'm sure a lot of it is what do you have now? Right. I mean, if anyone had a worse running, they back have room a worse running back room than the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a big jump. I think he's a really good player. I think there's an excellent chance that Zach Wilson's their opening day starter. And I'm a big believer. I know you don't sign backs to second contracts as a rule of thumb, but if I have a rookie quarterback or a Tua. Boy, they would like. Here's the thing about like Jones, though, that's interesting is the fact that the Packers didn't use him as a full time back. Like they worked the other guys in there. Mm-hmm. So while normally you wouldn't sign a back to a second contract, he's really like in in terms of usage he's in not year as worn up as in thumb, year two right. or three. Like, it's not like Zeke Elliott. No, you're not getting right. a guy that's that's touched the ball 300 times mm-hmm. a year for the last four years. And I think if you're smart, you continue to use him that way. I, I don't think he should be used like Zeke Elliott or Derrick Henry. I mean, he should be. We had a, a conversation, you know, about a little bit ago about ATN. But the problem is, yeah. you're gonna have to pay him like one of those. Oh guys. yeah, you know, without that's, question. You're, you're gonna are. you're gonna have to overpay for a back who you don't want touching the ball more than 250 times. I don't know how many receptions he has in his Green Bay career, but I always thought he was a little underused there. Like if I'm paying Last him, I'm couple throw years the they've thrown. You know, he's had you know 50, 60 catches. Yeah. So I still think he could be a 70, 80. To, maybe yeah. Even. Number two on her list is Bud Dupree. Yeah, that's amazing. Signing with the Raiders. Bud Dupree to the Raiders would give would give the Raiders an additional one point two four wins. Wow, I like Bud as much as the next guy. 
I mean, boy, that's a good fit. They don't Jets have pass rushers. That's a bad fit either. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good fits. Yeah. I think he's – I bet he makes a lot of money. Yeah. People <laughs> thinking he's going to get the, a one-year kind of prove-it right. deal somewhere. Like, I saw – No one's worried about the injury. I'm trying to think. Somebody put one out the other day that they had Dupree's contract coming in at one year for $13 million. If it's one year and $13 million – the Steelers will be in the market to re, to bring him back. That's a, give him thirteen five. That's less than what they paid him this year. Right. They'll figure out a way. If that's what the contract is, they'll figure out a way to get that done. Sure, you can move some money around and bring him back and run this thing back on defense. Yeah, that's that's not enough for yeah. what he brings to the table. Uh, number three is Kenny Galladay with the Eagles would provide the Eagles with one point an additional one point two four wins. I don't know how they could sign him though. They can't. No, they can't. They're right. they're in, in cap. They're like thirty first in cap space. Right. They absolutely need a receiver. I think their first round pick could be a receiver, but they can't afford a Galladay. Uh, he's gonna get paid too. Yeah. I mean, he's happy. Godwin and Robinson got franchised. Up next is Trey Hendrickson with the Jets. I've heard that rumor a lot. He would add an additional one point one two wins for the Jets. I mean, edge pass rushers are extremely valuable. Yeah. I think he's a little overrated. I think he's, he's a have, good. You player. want to talk about a one year. You're right. Guy. Right. I don't know that he's a special talent. I'd much rather have Bud. I'd much rather have some of the other free agent edge guys. There's yeah. a lot of them. Uh, Juju is up next. Hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster to the Giants. Wow. Would add an additional 1.11 wins. They've gotten rid of I see the fit. Yeah. Golden Tate Golden's is gone. gone. Right, right. Um, you know, they need okay. a They need a reliable, mm-hmm. you know, receiver, in, you know, in the slot or outside, whichever yeah, way you want to Yeah, right, 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 right. He's been healthy over the course of his career, which is something you can't say about their other guys. They they they, they stress tough guys in that organization too, and he'll block for Saquon a little bit and easy throws for Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see that fit. I think they're going to definitely be in the market for a receiver. They'll add somebody. Shaq Barrett going back to Tampa Bay uh, adds one point one wins. Hmm. I mean, again, Ed Rusher. Yeah, I think I put Barrett ahead of definitely ahead of Hendrickson and and probably ahead of Bud at this point too. Uh, Trent Williams going to Miami would add 1.01 wins. Wow. He's going to make a fortune. He is so good. I don't... Uh, but he's going to be overpaid for what he is now. Probably. I mean, he's, for his he, age. He's heading on a downslope. I mean, he's not going to get better at this point in his career. He's not going to get better, but I thought he might have been the best left tackle in the league last year. Okay, yeah. but that's not going to, you know... I mean, the length he, of this contract, that won't yeah. hold out. You like, know, right. are you going to have to sign him to a three- or four-year deal to get him signed? And then Probably. if you do that... What do you get in year three? Yeah, he could be that guy that's getting cut through, you know, two years yeah. from now or so. Uh, Will Fuller to the Jets adds .86 wins. Hmm. It sounds, I mean, I'm seeing where she's going. Well, I guess there was a running back in there. I would say a lot of receivers and edge guys. Fuller's a really good player. I mean, I think he has more value. Like, people look at him in fantasy and, oh, he's hit or miss. He changes an offense. Yeah. I mean, he does. Uh, Shaq Griffin, who I don't, I don't like him. I think Fine, he's overrated. Yeah. Uh, to the Broncos, adds .85 wins. Okay. Well, they, they cut uh, Bouye yeah. and almost every mock you see. I wouldn't say he's the somebody. he's the number one cornerback available. This. I'm trying to think who who else is out there. It's not a great group from what I remember. Patrick Peterson. And, yeah. You know, it's not a great group. Uh, Richard Sherman to the Jets adds .82 wins. That's Everybody a, works out to the Jets because the Jets were so bad that any mm-hmm. talented player that they add <laughs> makes I them guess that does. immediately better. 
Yeah, we, we just got a lot better because we're not yeah. playing a really Although I'm bad surprised guy. Jacksonville hasn't been on here with any of this. Yeah, they should be on that list, too, because they need everything they Maybe have Maybe because they don't have a quarterback that, okay. that that affects their win total. I don't know. I mean, I think they, those two teams could have the first two picks. Like, I'm, not, I'm not giving Richard Sherman money. The only way I do, is, and like the Jets, is if he's going to be my coach on the field for Sala, who coached him in the Niners. You know, That's if you're fine, be, but he's, he's a 33-year-old corner that didn't, didn't, play last didn't run well as it was. Yeah, absolutely right. You're right. not getting faster. I mean, he has to take like a Gronk-like deal yeah. in Tampa for me. Like, just kind of be an ambassador, be my, you know, you know, you have more value than what you do on the field. Uh, Curtis Samuel to the Eagles adds .81 wins. I don't think it afford him either, but it'd be a little right. more feasible. I think he's going to be sought after. I think he's going to get, yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of Jets and Washington talk with him. How about this one? I'll bet you disagree with this one. but Corey Davis adds .7 wins for the Ravens. I kind of knew that's where you're going to go with that when you say I keep thinking Davis with the Ravens because he blocks. I still think that would be a mistake. I, I, I saw there was a, a – I think that's the best they can do, though. An estimation on what they would pay him was like $14 million a year. If they do that, I mean that's overpaying for Corey Davis. Yeah, because it's uh, he's not making Lamar any more accurate. No, but he's. I think they need a veteran outside. They they and do, he's but big if and I, physical is he's not. He's like six foot. Yeah. If I'm signing a, a receiver for Lamar, I want a bigger guy, a bigger physical. Like I want a Claypool. Yeah. That can make okay, so he's so he's you know throws the ball foot over the receiver's head. Well, this guy can go get it. Like mm-hmm. I don't know that Corey Davis is that guy. No, I don't think he's that guy. I think he's coming into his own and is going to make that. I liked him coming out of school though. I've kind of always been a Corey Davis fan. I thought he got not the short end of the stick, but was just a little slow to develop coming yeah. out of small school. And they used to be third year breakout receivers. Now you don't hear that term anymore. And right. If someone takes three years, oh, he's terrible. You know. I just think if I would, you know, I, I would, I would want somebody better if I'm going to pay. Oh, I know. I'm just money. thinking, like, would you, would you go for Juju if you're them? He would make more sense. I mean, Allen Robinson would be ideal, but you right. can't get that you can't guy. Can't get him. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Can they afford Galladay? Galladay's going to be twenty-two million. You know what I mean? Is there? I mean, if you're going to spend, if you're going to spend the money. You might as well get the guy that's, that's going to make you yeah. better. I mean, all those guys are better for me. I just don't know that they're going to be. Juju might be the, the same other thing is, is I, if I'm Corey Davis, I don't want to go to the Ravens. That's you. I don't want to catch fifty times. balls a year. Right, right, right. You know, because there's gonna be a lot of teams that you're gonna have to overpay me. Yeah, I mean, especially if I'm Allen Robinson or yeah. one of those type I'm not of guys. Going there. Right? Yeah, that does not appealing. Uh, Hunter Henry to the Patriots adds .64 wins. I think he, I think he should be a Patriot or a Jag. Yeah, both it makes perfect sense. He was very much a Belichick type of guy. But man, I don't know if I want to pay him either. He can't, he can't stay on the field. He can't stay on the field. Talented guy, but, you know, you're going to get 10, 11 games at him every year? Yeah, we ripped the Browns for signing Hooper last year. Henry's better than Hooper, but he's less reliable. Absolutely. At yeah. least, you know, Hooper's gotten hurt once in his career. Yeah, you know. Henry, yeah. Henry's gotten hurt every year of his career. You're right. No, that part's hard. Uh, Cam Newton to the Washington football team would have added 3.64 wins. They, of course, updated this that he signed, sure. re-signed with. Uh, so they took him. She moved him yeah, down yeah, her list. Right, yeah. So he would have been the top of this list. He's a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. You notice you didn't see Ryan Fitzpatrick anywhere adding mm, good point. victories to anybody's. I don't quarter- know how you do a guy like Winston either. Like, how would you know how good he is? Who knows? He, he might be a negative. Maybe a negative. <laughs> right? Maybe you make it worse. Make your team worse if you sign this guy. 
Yeah, probably shouldn't do that one. I assume she could do it with Watson and Wilson, too. Like, what if I trade for Wilson or Watson? Yeah, you know? she was just looking at free agency. I know, I know. I'm but, just curious. This is a side note. Yeah. If that trade happens, could she put it in, punch it in the uh, in her database and come up with a number? But then you got to give something up, too. They didn't give them to you for free. Right. That's the, that's the key. You know, I keep seeing a lot of different things about, well, this team has this much cap space, that team has that much cap space. We're not going to know because of all the the flurry of moves that are being made right now. Who has? If they're not up to date. Like, nothing is instantly, like right. And and teams don't have to turn that in until next Wednesday. Right, right, right. That's when you have to be in compliance, and that's when you have to turn your numbers into the NFLPA mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. So there's some obvious stuff. We know the Colts and Patriots have a lot of money in yeah, the Jags, but these are all estimations. The Eagles right and Saints don't. Yeah. I saw one thing today on the Athletic. I thought was interesting. I meant to bring it up to you earlier. Actually, is they ranked. The 32 teams, how they think they'll be active in free agency, with 32 being the least active. They the Steelers 23rd, you know, which that means you know, that's that's implying well, they'll do something. I mean, if you're if you're resigning your own and mm-hmm. you, know, and you go get a guy or two, yeah, I mean that's 23rd. And and, it's not and like I, it's, yeah. nothing's going to happen, right? So I mean, I think the people you know are looking at this and going, well, the Steelers are going to lose all these guys and they're not going to add anything. That's not going to be I the case. I don't think that's how they're set up. I no. think they're in pretty good shape. We talk about that an awful lot. Yeah, I saw a thing. They were actually um, in the latest rankings of, of uh, money to spend. I mm-hmm. think they were 22nd or 23rd. Yeah, okay. Again, two weeks ago they were 30th, 30th or something. Yeah. Right, right. And so, they have the flexibility to – I mean, they have some fluidity that they could make more if they – Well, that's, 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 that's going to be the key. Any move that they make from here on out – I think the the last that I uh, figured they were about six million under the cap. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Finney move will right. take some of that, but not it. that much because that's that's a one year deal. And it'll, do we know it's a one year deal? Yeah, it's, it's a one year deal. So you can assume they gave them the minimum and maybe a small signing bonus. A little something on top of that, yeah. right? Um, and so that's going to displace one of those guys at the bottom of the roster who was making. Let's say five hundred eighty thousand dollars, and you give him a, him a million or something. Yeah. So yeah, I, see I mean, you're not looking at a huge, dis, you know, a huge number there for BJ Finney. I don't know if everyone realizes that. Like, let's say they were exactly six million over the or under the cap, and they give him a million. That doesn't mean you're five, right? You know, it, it's more like you're you're probably five and a half somewhere in that Minus range. Whoever the yeah. last dude was, right, right, right. So that's how that works. So I mean, I you know. That's the great thing about these one-year deals. The teams are going to get guys to sign this year. Oh, there's going to be tons of them. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be the overwhelming amount of the number of deals out there are going to be one-year deals because, to me, it's the perfect situation. I've said this for years. If I were the NFL and I don't want to give guaranteed money, Mm -hmm. what I would do then would say, okay, we're just going to give one-year contracts. Right. Right. Which is pretty close. I mean, Finney's going to make the team. Yeah. You're (laughs) You're going to make the team. You're going to play this season. We'll talk. To, we'll talk to you again next year about yep. what you know. What you what you we think you should make. Then you're not in the danger of being cut. Right. 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 We're just going to work this. We're going to go year to year with all these deals. Mm-hmm. Players would never do that because they, they want, want the security and they, they want, want the big bonus. But there's no security. But there's not much. Everyone. The only guys who have security are the stars. Finney probably thought he had security when he signed with Seattle. Right. I, oh, I get. They gave me eight right. million dollars over two years. I'm pretty secure. Well, you found out you're not. Jesse James had a year of security. Yeah, <laughs> and then now he's on the street fighting for you know a job. You're right? No, you're right. I mean, it's different if you're, you know, a monster signing. You know, I mean, you're you're obviously set. But no, you're 100 percent right. I mean, not to mention the one year deal thing really works out this year. I just think teams will have so much more to spend a year from now. Like, like the the Seahawks are eating a million dollars on B.J. Finney this year 
in Ouch. dead money. That's bad business. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's and it's only a million. But, it's only a million. But it's, he's the largest dead money hit on their on their okay. for this year Yeah, by far. Their next closest guy is Shaq Griffith at, at uh, 79000 I know you have no clue what the, the answer to this question is, but if I told you next year's salary cap was 215-ish, do you think that's about right? I think it's around 210, 215, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. Well over two. Yeah. You know, I'm assuming we get fans in the stands. Here's the problem, though. That's what we expected it to go up this year. I know, right. So really, what you did, what happened here is you lost that year. You lost the whole year because next year it should have been if it had gone up to two ten or two fifteen. You're thinking, okay, it's two fifty, it's two twenty five or two thirty mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two. The contract you signed three years ago, thinking you were paying, yeah. yeah, right. You know, some of these DAC deals imply that they think it's going to go up. Um, the problem with you know, a BJ Finney's a perfect example. If he has a terrible year. He could be forgotten yeah, for right. the whole he, league. Yeah, it costs you nothing now. Right. Now, I'm just talking about from his perspective. Yeah. He could fall off the map if he really plays poorly or he has a bad injury or whatever, you know? Yeah, such is life. I mean, all the one-year deals, you're betting on yourself. Yeah. But, I, I mean, to me, those those kind of deals make the most sense. Like, don't worry about the, the long-term, you know. Because they I'm, don't really exist. I'm signing a four-year, you know, $80 million contract. And I, you know, I get I get ten million up front or twenty million, whatever it would be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm easily cuttable after two years. Easily cuttable, and, your, and people's play falls off quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to the longevity part's hard as a player to you know, to maintain that value. Right. That, so to me, I, I think you know the one or t- even two year deals. Like if you just signed everybody to two year two okay, year deals, maybe two year deal, sense. and then we'll, we'll we'll talk again. You know, after you know, maybe we'll talk. Maybe you have a really good season. We want to add two more years yeah, on we'll the end or whatever. Send you another one or yeah, yeah move money around. The nice thing about a two versus a one, though, is I at least know I have my center for two years. Right. I don't have to draft one or whatever position it yeah. is. You know, at least it's it's hard to prepare for the future team building wise with a lot of one year deals. It goes back though to to you know the the argument that people have been saying that well the Steelers only have twenty players under contract for twenty twenty two. That's gonna change quick. Yeah, that, right, that's, right. that's not that's not a problem. That's not a problem. No, right, and. Uh, to your theory about the one-year contract thing, I like it, especially if you're a good organization and you have open communication through the process and yeah. after the year and they sit down with Tomlin at the end of the year and like, we didn't think you played as well as we expected. You know, just being up, up front and yeah. honest and a good business relationship and you're not screwing guys over because then you can then you have that window from the day the season ends until free agency. Yeah, it's, that, it's not like can, free agency starts the day after the season ends. Right. You You've got time in there to, to, right. to get those guys under contract. As long as they're happy and you're happy and the year right. went well and everyone was up front with each other. And it seems like this organization is great about that stuff. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I, I've i said that for a long time. I think it would make a lot more sense, you know, to, to do it that way. But, again, the players would never agree with it, Mm-mm. agree to it because they want the, the long term. Yeah. But there's there's no such thing as long long term security in the NFL. I mean, unless you're, you're a quarterback. Now, say if you're Deshaun Watson or something yeah. like that. Yes, you know he's not happy. But I mean, you think yeah. Deshaun Watson would be happier if, had he signed a one or two year deal with Houston right now? Sure, sure. You know, well, well, I can get out of this. If, okay, mm-hmm. like I think Dak's pretty secure. Yeah, you know, I mean, but like he's, said, again, he only signed a four year deal. Mahomes signed a ten year deal. Ten year deal. A lot can happen in ten years. Right. Dak might sign another big one. Right. Or he might not be good. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, maybe he's you know gets injured again. Maybe he's not know, the right. same after the injury. You right, just don't right, know. Right, right. No, it's true. But uh, I I just think it makes sense in a sport like this where play can change. Three years in the NFL is an eternity. It's an eternity for a backup guard or a running back or anything. Yeah. You know, really. I mean, most positions 
just don't last that long. I mean, the stars are different. Yeah, the stars are the stars. Your first round pick, you're going to be a three-year player. But, you know, the rest of them, I'd I'd be perfectly – I'll go year to year. You know, Mm -hmm. if I I outplay my contract, let's talk about it next year. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm going to have a bigger role. If you tear your ACL, it's not like it used to. You know, if you, right. You know, someone's going to pay, you know, pay Bud. Yeah, and there's nothing. I mean, we just saw that the Chiefs cut both of their offensive tackles because they were hurt. Right, right. Where and was their long-term security? Yeah, right. No, it's not like they drafted tackles waiting in the wings either. Yeah. You know, that's they, they didn't see that coming. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't part of their long-term plan. So, anyways, he is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, you've been listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take another break. Uh, we want to thank. Uh, Matt, for uh, handling this segment, as he did with much aplomb. And, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> and we want to thank, thank Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air. We also want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, it is mock draft time. Feels like we haven't done one in a while. We haven't done one in a while. And we haven't done one since the compensatory picture. Yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. So now it adds a little more intrigue to all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said we, their boards have moved around a little bit, too. They keep updating. Yeah, that, so I think with some of the pro day information. Guys, yeah. and, and the reason why these boards move so much, guys start hearing things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there's a reason why like guys are moving Javante Williams up their boards. Yes, yeah, they because are. of what they're hearing. There is there's definitely some groupthink to all of scouting, and there's less of it I think this year in the NFL than usual because people aren't around each other, sitting there having beers together and stuff, you know. But you, you start hearing this about a, a Javante Williams, you look at him through a different light, and maybe you say, "I was a little hard on this guy," or yeah. you know, it doesn't mean you were wrong. You, the, the, the whole key is getting the right answer on Thursday. Like, I highly it. doubt anybody had, well, he, he stinks. He should probably be a six-round draft pick. No, right. Nobody was there. I don't Nobody think. was there. Maybe you had him as a third, and now you take another look at him, you say, yeah, he's probably he's better than pretty that. good. He's yeah. better than all the other. And you've been watching all the other backs. Either. Well, that's the thing, too. Right, right, like, right. And I get it. You don't want to necessarily say that, well, in most years he would be a third-round draft pick, and this year he's a first. Because that's what now, now you're getting yourself into, into a situation. But I think – you know, I'm, if I compare him to what I thought about, or any of the back, like if we were ranking last year's backs and this year's backs, right? First Dobbins and Acres, and you know, yeah, he would be right in that group of the. Maybe those, in that same. We just add yeah. one more name to the pile that we're right. in that same tier. You know, Harris would be in that group. ATM yeah, would yeah. be in that group. They would. That, that you know, they're they're perfectly fine in any mm-hmm. you know in that, and and I would have taken any of those guys in the top fifty. And, and that's why scouts. Basically, they don't they don't say he's a third round pick. They say he's a six two, yeah. or, you know, whatever the right. grading scale was. He's an eighty two out of a hundred. Right. Well, if we have fifty five eighty two, if we have fifty five eighty twos or better, well, he's not going in the first round. If we have twenty, then he might be a first round. I mean, it just depends. Yeah. On what he, he depends on what on. the draft right. is. Yeah. yeah. Like this year, the defensive guys are probably of of the anybody's top fifty, fifteen to twenty. Yeah. Right. 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 You know. I, I, yeah. Uh, anyway, so our, we're running our mock draft yeah, here, ProFootballNetwork.com. Uh, our pick is up at 24, and we have one trade offer, Matt, just one. Who's that? The Atlanta Falcons are on the phone. Ooh. 
Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. They like running backs. They want pick. They want to give us pick thirty-five. Their twenty twenty-two second round draft pick, mm. and their twenty twenty-two third round draft pick, for pick twenty-four and pick one twenty-eight. I don't like giving up one twenty-eight. I don't like giving up one twenty-eight. Like I don't like giving up two picks this year for one this year. I like right. the, I like getting the second and third rounders next year. That's fine. I think they're a great trade target. Yeah, I like going to that neighborhood of round two. I like getting their second next Here's year. Here's the thing: all three running backs are still on the board. Hmm. So That's they why they're it. trying to move up. Probably. So let me see what else they have. They have sixty-eight. What if we let them keep? If I'm three, giving up, if I'm giving up one twenty-eight, I want that sixty-eight instead of the third. I want thirty-five and sixty-eight, and then give me your third next year, and keep the second. You're saying. They can keep their second. I'll take the third this year for their second, or for that second, uh, that high third round pick this year. Okay. My suggestion was going to be from the original offer, tell them to keep their third from next year, and we'll keep one twenty eight. To just give, I'll move back for your second. I'm not sure if that's enough to move back. Not out of the first. I mean, you're moving back eleven spots. Eleven spots at a prime spot for a second round pick that you hope is low. Yeah. But they could win nine games next year. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't much psyched about giving up 128, but I want to talk to the Falcons. Well, let's see what we can finagle with this. So if we, if, let's say we drop the second round pick next year, can we get 68, 35 and 68 in their third next year for 24 and 120? Instead of 120, let's say 140. They're going to say our, no, but let's throw that's it out. Our, that's our comp pick that we got. Okay. Let's see if we could. That's a four. So, so it's still a four. Yeah, I mean, it's so four. Been accepted. Okay. Cool. That's not so bad. That's not so bad. So we yeah. got three backs still on the board. They may snag one. And they did. Okay. Um, they took. Probably Najee. So the picks then after what we got there, or after our trade. Oh, no, they took uh, Melon Fawanu, the mm. uh, cornerback out of Syracuse. Travis Etienne then went to, uh, went to the Jaguars. Nick Bolton to the Browns. Zayvon Collins to the Ravens. Okay. Trevor Mowring to the Saints. Joseph Asai then went to the Packers. The Bills took Najee Harris. Wow. Kadarius Toney went to the Saints. Jalen Mayfield to the Buccaneers. Tyson Campbell, uh, the cornerback out of Georgia, to the Jaguars. Mac Jones to the Jets. And we are back up again. And our back is there. Our back is there. We got more trade offers. The Bills are offering us 6193 in their 2022 second-round draft pick for 35 in our fourth round draft. No, I'm not going down that. Far. I don't like that one at all. Carolina is offering. There must be tackles on the board too. There are. Tevin Jenkins is available. Uh, Alex Leatherwood. There's some guys there. Okay. Uh, the Panthers are offering pick 39 in the next year's third round pick for pick 35 in our 2022 seventh round draft pick. We already got a I third. I like it. We already got a third from. And we're gonna, we may end up with like five third round picks once all said and done if yeah. we take this deal, which is fine. I mean, I don't. It's not. I would. I, is never enough. If we look at what we have, though, we've got thirty five, fifty five, sixty eight, eighty seven, one twenty eight coming up. Pretty nice. All we would be doing here is moving down for a next a third next year, and we're going to have a bunch of thirds next year potentially. I hear you, but we're not moving down very far. We're not. If I just don't like taking the risk of. <clears throat> if I'm moving down this year, though, I want something this year to sweeten the pot for me a little bit. But my point is, if we're going to take Williams here and he's still there in four picks, I'll take it whatever you give me. What if I What if I say to them, like, all right, let's get rid of our seventh round, our, that last seventh round draft pick we have, the 253. Sure. I'm... Okay. 
and oh, so exactly we get them to throw in 192. That gets us into okay. that, that area where we don't Are have... Are you able to see who's picking between us and where we will pick? Yeah. Are there any running back needy teams there? Miami. Did they take one the first round? No. No, they, they did not. They could grab them. So do we then say, no, we're going to make the pick? I think we make the pick. Yeah. I, I think I'm leaning that way as well. So, Javante Williams at pick 35 is Great. the selection. And we got some gravy on top. You know, we would have considered him in the first round. The Falcons are on the phone again. Oh, we made a nice deal with them the first time. They went pick 55 in our 2022 fifth-round draft pick. Fine. For pick 108, their second-round draft pick, and their fourth-round draft pick they next really year. They really don't want their second next year. They're trying to give it to us. I don't think we take that. I don't want to drop down to 108. I don't want to go that Yeah, far. I'm going to reject that one. And the Bills are on the phone again. They're okay. offering 61 and 93 for 55 in our 2022 fourth-round draft pick. That's intriguing. But I want to see what's available. Right yeah. Now. Um, if there's three or four tackles there, I would say yes. Here are the guys that are available. Dylan Raddins, Spencer Brown, Walker Little, Jackson Carmen, uh, Deontay Smith, James Hudson, Adrian Ely. Ely doesn't excite me, but the yeah. rest of those are fine. Uh, all the centers are still – well, no. Uh, uh, Landon Dickerson is gone as a center. I'm not – center is not the priority. For, for me, no, for right but now. I wouldn't turn my, my nose up at minors or something like that. Rondell Moore is available. Interesting. Uh, defensively, we take a look at the linebackers. Jabril Cox is available. Okay. Pete Werner is available. Dylan Moses, Jamin Davis. Mm. I would take Davis over Cox, barely. I think I'd take the trade down. There's enough names there that if three or four of them are disappear, I'm not too upset about it. We're giving up a fourth next year. Do we want to try to get them to throw in a six next year? Give sure. Us a little something back? Sure. Let's see if they'll give us their six next year. We're gonna load up. We've already yeah. We, so we I, I mean we already the we already have year. two third round picks next right, year. We're right, gonna right. get comp picks, and if we get an extra six here, okay. It's a little something, right? That was declined. All right, let's take the original deal. We're gonna move down like five spots, right? Yeah. All right, we're back up again. The Cardinals are on the Cardinals want to give us their pick one sixty. Get out of here with that. We don't want that. Nonsense. I don't want that. The Chiefs want to move down. They want to move up from 63 to 61. They want to give you good deals on this. They want to give us their 2022 fourth round draft pick. They want 61 and 253. That's yeah. our seventh round draft pick this year. All right, we'll, we'll accept that one. They took Jabril Cox though. Yeah, it would be nice if he was sitting there. Yeah, he would be a good chief too. All right, so we're back up here now. Cox went, and then Amon Ross St. Brown went. Okay. Um, I'd be very interested in Adam Davis here. If available. Well, remember now, we've got other picks coming up here. We got I know, a, we got I know. a bunch. That's why I'm thinking we could maybe get O-line, hit O-line hard after getting a guy like Davis. Dylan Raddins is still there. That's interesting. I mean, I, he, you almost have to take him. Yeah. I wouldn't object. Is Davis still there? Davis should uh, – yes. We've got picks coming we've up. We've talked about him a lot. He's like a 6'3 long we got another pick coming up at 68. Yeah. You just want to take the bird in the hand, the O lineman, and stick with the script, and then if there's because I, I, I do I do think that Raddins is better than. I mean, I like Spencer Brown. I like Walker Little's a bit of a yeah. He'd be good know, for the Steelers just because you don't need him right Jackson now. Jackson Carmen, okay, yeah, but Raddins. I think Raddins is a. I think he's above those guys. Yeah, I think let's take, take him. I think you take him here. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so we're back up. It's good. Spencer Brown went uh, one pick ahead of us here. Fine. So they probably no, we don't they care may have taken they right. may have taken Raddins there instead. So they probably would have. 
Uh, Denver wants to offer us pick seventy one for their twenty or and their twenty twenty two seventh round draft pick for pick sixty eight. Nah, I'm not I don't I don't care seven. about sevens. All right, so we're back up again now in defense. Uh, we've, we've added our three offensive players. Three? Yeah. We have Radinson Williams, right? We have Radinson Williams and. Um, I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, we've only made two picks. We've oh, traded right. down we've, a couple we've, times. We've traded down so many times. Okay, yeah. yeah so, that's okay. why we're up now. All right, so we're back on the clock here at 68. Uh, you got Werner, Moses, Jamin Davis, Cameron McGrone there at the. Defensive tackle, Togi is available. James Davis would be really hard for me to pass up, I'm telling you. How about for Rondell Moore, who's still available? I'd take Davis. Putting him next to Bush, they're so different, but so fast. Yeah, Rondell Moore, Amari Rogers, and Dwayne Eskridge all still available. I like all those guys, don't get me wrong. Yeah. What about centers? Uh, you're looking at uh, Josh Myers and Quinn Miners. I would probably take Miners over Myers with Finney in, on board. I would too, yeah. I think I'm taking Davis. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Okay, Jamin Davis is the pick. And we're back up at 87 now. Nice. Trading down's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Texans are now on the phone. They're offering for picks 87 and 244. Picks 122, 147, and their 2022 fourth-round draft pick. I don't want to move down 50 spots. Nah. Mm -mm. Yeah. There's going to be an offensive lineman we like here or – somebody. Or one of those receivers. Right, or, right, right. You know. uh, the receivers, uh, Amari Rogers and Dwayne Eskridge still available. Okay. Both would fit the mold. Yeah. Slot. Um, I don't and know where you take Jalen Darden, too. I mean, I yeah, like Darden a yeah, lot. Yeah, I like, I like him a lot, and uh, I don't know if you take him here. Uh, Miners is gone. Mm, bummer. So, yeah, that's that's off the board. Uh, is Myers from Ohio State still there? Yeah. Be okay. I don't know if we've ever drafted him. Oh, no. No, he's not. He is both, both of them? Both of them are gone, yeah. Trey Hill is now the top center. Of yeah, the centers yeah. are off the board then. Um, Any interesting tight end early enough in the draft? Tommy Tremble's there. A bit of a projection. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I like Tremble, but I like Tremble in the fifth. I don't like Tremble here. The edges you're looking at, uh, OD, the kid from Vanderbilt, whose name I can't yeah, pronounce. Yeah, yeah, uh, Peyton oh. Turner, Joe Tryon, uh, Hamilcar Rashid, uh, Demuka Jay from Duke. Yeah. Uh, the receivers are pretty good. Tyler Shelvin still available. Interesting. Uh, Marlon Tuipolotu, Bobby Brown. This is kind of a uh, cornerback, DJ Daniel. Okay. Uh, Ambry Thomas. Shakur Brown, Paulson Adebo, Keith Taylor, Robert Rochelle, Rodarius Williams. There's not one name screaming at me of this of all the ones you mentioned, but I like the receivers probably the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got the top guys available on offense: Amari Rogers, Walker Little, Jackson Carmen, Dwayne Eskridge. Would um, you consider Walker Little? Be a, I mean, be a swinging. You know, you're 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 doubling down on the position. Mm -hmm. um, could Chooks be a guard someday, or Banner be a guard someday, or could they both be gone sooner than later? I think I'd take the receiver over that. Yeah, the guy's going to help you now. Right, right. You like Rodgers or Eskridge better? Eskridge. Okay, Eskridge is the pick. We're back up at 93. Nice. <laughs> uh, and the Browns are offering 110, their fourth and fifth round picks next year. We don't deal with no. division opponents here. All right, so the top guys available. 
Amari Rogers, Jackson Carmen, Kenneth Galwell. Would you consider Carmen here? He might be a killer at guard. Potentially. I mean, he's a lot different body type than the tackle we drafted. He's a masher. James Hudson's still available, too. And another project. Yeah. Um, I mean, I certainly had to, didn't plan on taking two tackles, but that they're still here this late just makes me think about it. Is this where you take a shot of the developmental quarterback? Because you've, you've loaded up Give on these extra names. Picks. Well, you got Callum Mond, Kyle Trask, Jamie Newman. I wouldn't take Trask. I wouldn't either because I don't think uh, you, mm. just another pocket passer. I like both those two, though, the other two. It's not horrible. Um, no tight ends worth. No, the tight end group is the same. Yeah. It's, it's still uh, t- Kenny Yaboa and Tommy Tremble. How about a D tackle, though? Well, we, re- we rarely take one this early. We rarely take one this early. Shelvin available, Bobby Brown, Odigizua, Ogundeje from Notre Dame. He's more of a, not really a tackle. Cam Sample, Jalen Twyman. It's not a bad group. Shelvin was on my lit. It was my fifth defensive tackle. He was mine as well. Take. Yeah, but a true nose. Brown was my my sleeper, which means I liked Shelvin better. But Brown, I think, has more upside. I think we take Shelvin. Plug the middle. Hope you trust his agent. And hope he's in shape. Mm. All right, Tyler Shelvin is the pick. We got a true old school nose tackle. Yeah. Now we're back up at one twenty eight. I think you really have to take a hard look at the cornerback group at this yeah, point. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, you got Keith Taylor, Robert Rochelle, Rodarius Williams, who I didn't realize is Greedy Williams' brother. Oh, is he? I yeah. didn't know that either. Uh, Benjamin St. Just, Cameron Bynum, Trey Brown, Kerry Vincent, the top guys. Trey Brown we get all the time. All the time. Yeah. Is there someone there you like better than him? Or should we not I, uh, let ourselves take him just because we always take him? I'm reading Tony Pauline's thing here on Yeah. It. Uh, three-year starter is also a major contributor as a kick returner. Who are we talking about? This is Brown. Oh. Small but feisty corner with solid ball skills. Quick flipping hips in, tra- in transition. Tracks the, the, the pass near. Has a nice move to the throw. Stays on the receiver's hips out of breaks and has an explosive burst out of his plant. Dives around the field to break up passes. Quick to read and diagnose. Fires up the field defending screen passes against the run. Negatives. Lack size. And yeah, gets beaten up by physical guys. No kidding. He's 5'9", 185 pounds. Yeah. I mean... He's a feisty slot corner. He's he's Mike Hilton. He's similar, right. I'm sure they'd blitz him a fair amount. He's a different type than Sutton. Let's take him again. He's good. <laughs> he always winds up in our roster. And he's just a stealer type of player, yeah. too. I mean, he's going to be probably a gunner on special teams, things like that. Okay, now we have our little dead period here. We're back up at 214. We haven't addressed edge at all. We haven't no. addressed tight end. Uh, now, if I think if we wanted to double down on the offensive lineman, like you take sure. a developmental best guy. Line. I mean, we didn't draft the center. We did not. Um, I might even lean towards just best O-line available, period. Yeah. Get another big body in the building and in the program. If you're looking at that, then it's, about. according to these rankings, Alaric Jackson out of Iowa. Yeah. I think he, yeah, that's not super exciting. Um, Tommy Doyle out of Miami of Ohio. I think he's more of a guard. Okay. Uh, even though he's a tackle. Greg Allen out of Mississippi State. Your boy Chris Rumpf is available. I like Chris Rumpf. <laughs> uh, I heard he's put on some weight, too. That, that doesn't mean it's necessarily good, good weight. Him, yeah. yeah, I think he would help. Here's an interesting ways. guy. Riley Cole out of South Alabama. Mm, I don't know him. Um, what position are we talking about? He's, a, he's an off-ball linebacker. Okay. Flies around. Um, 
We drafted an off the ball linebacker. I know, but you could use two if you're gonna, you know. It could. I don't know if they can have that kind of luxury. They play, you know. They play teams for you. They can mm-hmm. do. They can do. Uh, I don't know the player, but I mean, yeah. If he interests you, I just can't see taking another off the ball linebacker. He's a later guy there that you look at. Um, you know, uh, I'm just I'm at the spot here now where Justin Hilliard's still available. Who's Justin Hilliard? Kid out of Ohio State. Oh yeah, he's not bad. Yeah. Um, his name is escaping me, but there's a tackle from Florida with a strange first name that I liked. He's like six nine, pretty darn good in protection. Yeah, I don't. I even, meant to bring him up at a different. I don't time. even know that he's on the list here. Yeah, he's. I just heard Lance Zerline talking about it. his first. I've heard of him, and he went and watched him. I'm like, hey, he's all right. Uh, Stone Forsythe. Yes, okay. that's exactly. Oh, he is. He's he's number three sixty three on here. Is he really? Yeah, that's cheating a little bit then, because I, I think he's going to be a nice fifth round project, kind of villain away ish Um. We've done pretty well. There's not a position that we could take maybe a, another developmental corner, maybe a bigger guy, mm-hmm. uh, maybe got, a safety corner type. Yeah, you've got the Mamador Lenore, Darren Hall, Elijah Griffin, Brian Mills, Sean Jolly, Nashawn Wright. The safety position, uh, Israel Muka Womo no, <laughs> out no. of uh, South Carolina, uh, Trey Norwood out of uh, Oklahoma, uh, Christian Uphoff of uh, Illinois State, Jamar Johnson out of Indiana. Um, John Davis. Who's the best prospect regardless of position? Josh Kendo at the edge out of Florida State. I think he has some off the field stuff. Yeah, he does. He was uh, like bad yeah. stuff. Who's uh, next? Then it's Alaric Jackson. Then it's Riley Cole. Okay. The kid out of South Alabama. I don't um, know if any of those guys stand out to me as wow. I can't believe they're still available. Yeah. I'd even consider another offensive weapon. You know, a scat back. Yeah, let's take a look at the uh, Ben Mason out of Michigan available. Rakeem Boyd, Chris Evans out of Michigan. Evans is kind of interesting. I, I kind of maybe lean that way. Yeah, bad news for Snell and company, but I don't know. Had another about talented feelings, back right. that you know two years ago. What if Williams gets hurt in camp or whatever? I mean, you might need. I'm fine with that, Beck. Yeah, let's do that. Chris Evans is the pick, and we're on to round seven, and we got 244 up here. Is this our last? Or we uh, we got our trades. yeah. This is our last pick. Okay. So now we almost have to go with an edge. Yeah, you at least need to bring one to camp. Uh, so you get Jonathan Cooper, Malik Herring, Wyatt Hubert, Taron Jackson, Patrick Johnson. Same guys that we all yeah, they're always the here. same guys. You want Cooper or Johnson? We seem to get those guys a lot. Eh, let's take Cooper here. All right. And that's the pick. Okay, so we got. Trading down, we got Javante Williams, mm-hmm. at 35. We got Dylan Raddins at 63. Nice. Jamin Davis at 68. Like Dwayne Eckridge at 87. Tyler Shelvin at 93. That's our first time with a big, big actually investing early. in a guy. So yeah. we ended up with five picks in the top 100. That's nice. That's nice. Then we yeah. had six picks in the top 128 because we took Trey Brown. Okay. Right. Right. And then we took Chris Evans at 214, and we took. Uh, Ed Cooper, Cooper, Cooper out of Ohio State at pick two forty or whatever. That we was. picked up a future pick in the process, and too, we did we? pick up a future four. No, Atlanta? future third from Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's third, at least, right? Yeah, we got a three. We got a three from Atlanta. Okay, I was thinking we maybe got another future pick too, but maybe not. We talked about it, but we didn't do it. Okay, okay, because there was one move. I thought we moved down two spots. We gave up a six, I think, next year. Okay, nice. So we'll probably have four thirds next year, most likely. Yeah, and some serious. Uh, no, I like this. Yeah. I like this draft. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, again, 
we would have considered Javante Williams if at twenty four. Right. We would, I mean, Raddins would have been in the conversation at twenty four. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, looking at uh, Raddins would have been. Wh- wh- where did we take Williams? We took Williams at thirty five. If by chance he'd have went thirty four, we might have taken Raddins. We were able to do that though because none of the backs have been taken at, at the point when we, when we made our pick. All three backs were available. I thought ATN went before no. 24. No, all three backs were available. Oh, he went right after. I think the he first, went 25. Yeah, the first round yeah. was Trevor Lawrence, Panay Sewell, Devontae Smith, Zach, William, Zach Wilson, Rashawn Slater, uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts at 8. 9 was Caleb Farley. 10 was Christian Derrissaw. That's real high for Derrissaw. That is high. Trey Lance at 11 goes to Washington. Hmm. Jalen Waddell, uh, 12. 13 was Micah Parsons. 14 was Patrick Sertain. Quiddy Pay at 15, Owosu Koromora uh, at 16, Gregory Russo at 17, J.C. Horn at 18 to Miami, mm-hmm. Elijah Vera Tucker at 19, 20, Aziz Ojolari at uh, 20 to San Francisco. Christian Barmore, the first defensive tackle taken at 21, goes to Indianapolis. Rashad Bateman at 22, Samuel Cosme at 23 to uh, the Chargers. Mela Fawanu goes at 24. That was, trade, was our yeah. trade pick there. Travis Etienne then went at 25, Nick Bolton, yeah. so right, 26, Zayvon Collins, 27, Trevor Moring, 28, Asai at 29 to the Packers, Najee Harris goes to at 30 to the Bills, mm-hmm. uh, Kadarius Toney at 31, Jalen Mayfield at 32. If I set the over-under of backs that go in the first round at one and a half, would you go over? I think so this year. I'm starting to lean that way, too. Yeah. A month ago, it went under. Yeah, I think this, ran, this is a well. different year than, than last year. You can't look at every year and say, well, it didn't happen last year. There were six backs. Like, yeah, there were six backs that went in the first They all went two from rounds. 32 to 60, though. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Because like there were so many. Valued. Everybody right. thought, well, I can just wait and take one in the second right, round. Right, right, right. That's not like the case this year. Valued, though. They yeah. were drafted high. They just didn't go in the first 31. Yeah. That's not the case this year. No. Not a ton of teams that need them. Well, you can know. always like, but the Bills just took another one. They just yeah, took, yeah, you yeah. know. I keep thinking about like Miami and the Jets because by the time that we'll find out more after free agency's over, they're going to have a lot of other needs right. filled in free agency, and that's going to change. That that will change our thinking on on our draft as well. Oh, for sure. You know, if a lot of these teams fill their their running back needs, then okay, and then we don't need to, maybe the Steelers do as well. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. I mean, Aaron Jones is going to end up somewhere. Yeah, even if it's Green Bay, but I mean, he's going to end up somewhere, obviously. Um, but I just said there's not a lot of running back needs. But I think Atlanta's going to be in the market, and they're not going to afford one. I would imagine the Jets have to be in the market. Jets and probably Miami will have probably to do be a lot market. of other stuff in yeah. free agency, and then say, "Wow, we got extra picks." I mean, Houston just signed one. Um, you know, are the Saints going to draft? The Saints could use a running back if they're going to cut. Uh, if the Murray's gone, if Murray's you don't gone, run Kamara into the ground. Right, you got to right. get another guy to be your your everyday. Now maybe that's Trey Sermon. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they don't spend high on a right, pick, right, but, right. And there's going to be teams like the Giants. They should back up Barkley. Right. I mean, the guy's been hurt a Wayne lot. Wayne Gallman's probably gone. gone. Yeah. Gone. And, and I think, you know, maybe that's where Connor fits in. He I could see Philadelphia there. taking one. Yeah. So I don't think Sanders is in true every Yeah, now. you don't want him touching the ball 300 times. He no, can't, he can't right, stay healthy yeah. if he does that. No, it's not hard to find spots. Seattle right now doesn't really have one. Penny's right. their lead guy. Right. I don't know if they believe in that, you know. So it, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of teams there that could take backs, mm-hmm. um, and they might all look at ATN just as he's a weapon. We'll just throw him in the mix, even if we have a guy. Right. You know, like Tennessee might like ATN. 49ers tend to collect running backs too. They do, and they, they get do. a couple guys that are free eight. You know, mm-hmm. they're getting rid of a couple. They don't usually spend high picks on them. 
They spend money on them, though. But they do. They have to spend money on them. You're right. No, I don't know that you can just wait around. Cardinals? Cardinals, absolutely. Yeah. Need one. Yeah, they absolutely need one. Yeah, and a lot of these teams with young quarterbacks, get me a quality back. Yeah, well, that's what the Steelers are. They get a, an old an old quarterback. It wouldn't be a bad idea to get yourself a lead running back. And no, you're right. You want to do that, you probably have to take him, as we did with Javante Williams. In the top 35 picks. Yeah. If we had waited, to, go if we don't away, move up, if we take a tackle in the first round there, right? We probably don't get a running back. In fact, we can run that again real quick here. I mean, you're, to, you're probably taking a Trey Sermon round three or something like that. Yeah, and that's just yeah, I don't not, know if that's a good enough upgrade. It's just not good enough. Um, yeah, yeah, there's not enough names. Like, we're up here. I'm just going to grab there's a. There's no Zach Moss in this draft that you could be happy no. with as a third round. Pick I'm going to reject like all the trade life. offers here. We're going to take Jalen Mayfield at 27. Okay, let's take the top tackle, period. And when we do that, we don't get a running back. Michael Carter is the top guy available. Yeah, and I brother. like Michael Carter. Oh, I like Kenneth Michael Gainwell's there. Ramonde Stevenson. Those are all really I really like Gainwell and Carter, but yeah. not as my lead back. Yeah, I'm I mean, not going to say, okay, we're, our running back room is set now. Right. If this was James Conner's second year in the league, I'll take those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? But right. I need not in that situation. No, right, right. Yeah, he ended up going in this one uh, 46 to the Patriots of all teams. Who's we, that? Javante Williams. Oh, Williams did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's he's too good to pass up. He's the top guy on the board. Yeah, he's a good yeah. player. I mean, their running back room's not great. I don't think Williams gets out of the top 45. I don't think so either. I don't, he may not get out of the top 35. Right. You know? Yeah, I really do think those backs go 24. To th- that there, three yeah. might go in 10 picks. And there there are backs here that on this list still that I like, but not it's not in the second round. Not in the second round. And certainly, certainly not for the Steelers. Not, and not, not to be my lead. Uh, okay, we're going to go into this season with this guy as our lead running back? No. No. Right. <laughs> no <laughs> now you right. got to sign one. And, you gotta, and there's not many. Who you, who you sign? Yeah. Aaron Jones is – you're not signing Jones. Chris Carson make you happy. I mean, that's like the next best guy. Yeah. You bring him back, Connor, and hoping he's you can trust him. You have to pay those guys. Right, right, right. No, it, it, it adds up to first pick being a back. Yep. And I'd be happy with all three of them. I, I've warmed up to ATN a little bit more. He'd still be third for me for the Steelers, yeah. but it, he'd be a nice dynamic player to add to the offense. Yeah. I'm adjusting. I, I, I might have Williams first now. Just be- I thought you did already. Well, I had him second when we did the triple take. Okay, two yeah. weeks ago, three weeks ago. Now, the wear and tear thing. The wear and tear is a is a real th- issue. He's two years younger. Two years and four hundred and fifty touches. Yeah, younger. Yeah, I, I said I was doing some. And I just some keep. I keep. I just keep. I've been watching his tape like porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just watch his tape and I'm like. It's oh, fun. Watch him run this guy over. Yeah. There's a stiff arm there throwing that stiff guy to the ground. Great too. Oh, it's fantastic. And it's the spin moves and yeah. the things that he's able to do on the run. His career touches at North Carolina are only a little bit under what Harris did this year. Yeah. And Harris has two more years on top of that of usage. Yeah. You know? At Alabama, where they're probably beating him up in practice, too. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. You know, the, the Carter factor helps him a lot. Yeah. They, they were like, they had one, one had one more carry than the other. Yeah. And, like, the, the rece- receptions were about the same. Thing. And 76 broken tackles last year on 140 touches. Yeah. Uh, he broke a, he broke a tackle every other every, every other, other time carry. he touched the ball. Right, right, right. It's insane. And that's a pro football focus thing. And I guess he, like, far and away their best in history, a broken tackle rate. And, and you see it when you turn on the film. That's a good thing. That's yeah. a good stat for them. 
You, you see it when you turn on the film. It's just oh, yeah. it's him breaking tackles in the backfield. It's him running over defensive backs in the secondary, beating up people in protection too. Yeah, We've I just about uh, he's a physical player. He, he would he, there would be Javante William jerseys sold in Pittsburgh like crazy. Yes, I, I'm sure a lot of people haven't watched them yet and just think, take Harris, quit talking about that. Go do a yeah. A, you saw YouTube you saw you saw Harris jump over somebody. That's great. Javante Williams would have run that guy over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing about the thing about him too, like I think to your point, is when you watch every one of his carries, it's like they're all kind of the same. Like you said, yeah. he breaks a tackle on every other one. Breaking tackles isn't commonplace in the world. Yeah, he runs like his hair's on fire. Yeah, snap like, after he's got to get. He's snap. there's there's something in the end zone that his life depends upon. The antidotes in the end zone for his <laughs> kids or something. Right. He's got to get there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just there, there's an urgency with, with the way that he runs. Mm-hmm. It's just I just don't see it with very few guys. It, it's a lost art, you know. Like when we grew up, Walter Payton didn't go out of bounds. You right. know what I mean? Now everybody kind of does, and it's not really his guy's style. No, he, he wants to hurt somebody. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he just run. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for this segment. So uh, for my partner, Matt Williamson, uh, I'm Dale Lolly. We want to thank uh, Jacob Richt for keeping us on the air throughout the show, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs>